This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. When we're talking big picture here, you're going to need to make smart investments and plant those seeds that are going to come back, that are going to bloom, if you will, in a few months, maybe even years. You're listening to the Freelance Friday Podcast. I'm your host, Latasha James. Whether you're ready to launch the side hustle you've been dreaming about, working to double your freelance income and go full-time, or just seeking inspiration from some of the smart, innovative folks I know, you're in the right place. Enjoy the episode. Hey everyone, what's up? Welcome back to another episode of the Freelance Friday Podcast. I'm your host, Latasha James. You can find me at the Latasha James. And today we are talking about getting to that six-figure mark. I'm gonna share my real, true, honest framework. I see these things all the time on the internet. I get questions all the time about how do I reach my income goal? You can totally replace that six-figure number with any other number. This might be half a million. This might be $50,000. This might be just enough for you to be able to quit your day job. But I'm gonna talk about my real, true, honest framework for how I have been able to achieve my personal income goals and have been able to, in my opinion, live my true dream life. I'm not the richest person in the world, but I feel like I have been able to afford myself a good quality of life, and this is how I did it. What I will say, if you've been around the podcast for a while, you know what I'm gonna say but this is not a get rich quick kind of thing. As you'll see, my framework relies on hard work, patience, and so this is not how to make six figures in a day. I don't know how to do that. If I did that, I would not be doing YouTube videos right now and podcasts. I would not be working. I'd be on a beach somewhere. So let's hop in. First thing you're gonna wanna do is choose a service. The most traditional way of earning an income is so-called trading time for money. And that is what service-based work is. It's what it is. I know a lot of the times this gets talked down on in the entrepreneurial community, on the online business community. You know, doing actual work is like, you know, the old school way to do things. And now you're supposed to make your money work for you and make other people work for you. And listen, I agree but you have to start somewhere. And before you start teaching anything or doing any of these other income diversification strategies, what I recommend and what I have done is got really good at my craft. How am I supposed to teach my craft if I'm not even good or experienced at it yet? So figure out what that service is going to be. Uh, Maybe it's social media management. That's my personal thing. That's how I got started. And that is what I teach. I have courses and trainings and things like that on that skill, but it could be something different. Maybe it's photography, maybe it's video creation, maybe it's writing, figure out what that thing is, go through. I've got a ton of videos on this channel, a ton of resources that I will try to link in the show notes and up here on YouTube about how to actually get started freelancing, doing those things. That's step number one, figure out your service or heck, get a job. That's okay too. I'm not against getting jobs in your craft either. That's actually what I did for a long time. Also, I was able to build up a steady income 
working a nine to five in social media management, improving every single day and really getting good at social media management. The other thing and the other reason that I recommend, you know, doing this as a step and doing it as gradual growth is because let's say that your goal ultimately is to have this evergreen course about, you know, I don't know, graphic design or whatever. You might change your mind on what your what your sort of sweet spot is, what your niche is, what your superpower is, uh, aka your unique selling proposition. So some people who've taken my my courses, you know, started out saying, "Okay, I want to do social media management. That's something that I can do from home. I like Latasha. I like her teaching style. Let me take her courses." And then they've ended up becoming graphic designers, or photographers, or photo studio owners, or copywriters. As you grow, as you start to do things over time, you're gonna find your sweet spot and sort of niche down from there. I personally am an example of that. I really, I mean, I I did social media management for years and years and years, but truthfully, I am more of a content marketer if I really think about what I do. Uh, I do a lot of video content for clients and I help them develop their video strategies. So it's kind of a misnomer, I guess, that I am a social media manager. That's what I started as and that's what I did for years, but, you know, I really have developed this superpower of being able to help my clients tell stories. So yeah, you're going to find sort of your unique selling proposition, your personal superpower, the thing that sets you apart from everybody else doing whatever it is that you do, and you'll grow and learn in your craft. You'll also want to develop your systems. This is like key number one on how to build wealth and how to scale your business. I ignored this one for a long time, honestly, because I didn't know what it meant. People would say this, it was like this buzzword in the entrepreneurial community, like systems. And I'm like, what the heck does that mean? So I'm gonna I'm gonna break it down in layman's terms for you. Systems are just the process in which you do a particular job or a particular task. So for example, I have a process of building out a content calendar using Asana. That's what I keep looking down at. These are my notes right here in Asana. I then will add different tasks for different members of my team, editing, marketing, myself, and that's a process. Like we have a process for for building this podcast episode and it's now pretty much getting to the point where it's like clockwork. Everybody knows their roles, everybody knows you know, what they're supposed to do. And it's pretty seamless. And because of that, I can put out a lot of podcasts. I've actually considered doing more than one a week. Don't hold me to that. Maybe someday, maybe next year, probably not now, but you know, I could, if I really wanted to, if I really wanted to scale this area of the business, we have all the tools really to be able to do it. It Just rely on my ideas and my time recording this. So that's a process. A process where a social media management client is an onboarding process. I have a video about that, which I'll link. Just being able to know what documents you're giving them and what information you need from them and like really getting them onboarded and rolling on the right foot. The reason this is important systems is because, like I said, it's how you scale. It really is. It's one of the big, big things that prevents people from scaling. I often get the question, how many social media management clients can I take on? Or they usually phrase it, how many social media management clients can you take on, Latasha? And my answer is always the same. It's honestly, I don't know how helpful me saying how many I could take is because Everybody has different systems. Everybody's at a different place with their systems. And it's hard for me to give advice if 
you know, if you're, you're brand new to social media management, you've never taken on a client, you have no, no CRM system, you have no experience doing any of this stuff. It's, you're going to be able to take on like one or two, and that's going to feel chaotic for you likely. But if you have your systems down, you have your workflows down, everything is moving like clockwork, you can probably take a lot on, you know? Now, the next thing that you're going to want to do, maybe the next thing that I did personally, is I developed a product. I think that having at least one more passive income stream is a really good idea. It has served me quite well and really helped me be able to keep the lights on in my business, to be honest. I haven't always been fully booked out with service-based clients, but I've always had different little revenue streams running in the background that weren't always necessarily big or substantial, but they were always there and they afforded me, you know, some, some room to breathe. I think you have to think really carefully about the type of product that you're offering and think outside of the box because from what I see on, you know, of what's going on in the community, the entrepreneurial community, there's a lot of the same. What I actually get a lot of questions about from my clients and people in my community is they want products that are based towards them. Whereas what I'm seeing is a lot of products based towards our peers. It's even, I mean, that's what I do. I I have products based towards other marketers, other entrepreneurs, but think about what if I made a course about managing your own social media for people who were my social media management clients. I don't know if that made sense. Do you guys know that that meme or that gif of the lady who's like doing the math in her head. I feel like that's what I just did. Let me back it up. If I made a course called how to set up a Facebook page for brick and mortar retail stores, I think that would be a smart idea. Steal that idea. Go ahead. I'm sure somebody has done it, but I think that this is really where you can sort of start bridging that gap and serving more of your community that you've already been building up for these services. I think there's a big gap in the market for products aimed towards your ideal clients versus peers is what I'm trying to say here. Anyway, you can do whatever you want though. You don't have to listen to me. You could make a course about Bitcoin. You could make an ebook about some other investment thing. I don't know. I'm not very smart at this stuff. You know, you could do a lot of different things. You could do presets, even just within your services. There are ways that you can sort of productize them. And this has been something that I've been challenging myself to do more as well. Instead of just saying, okay, I'm going to sign on this contract and we are going to be your social media management agency for who knows how long it's going to be ongoing work. And I'm just going to do the work and be at your beck and call and continue trading that time for money. Well, I can only help so many people. I get booked out. If I get booked out, I I can't I can't help any more people, therefore I can't make any more money. So instead, something that I've been trying to do more of where it makes sense is package things together. Hey, you can buy a social media strategy package. It's one time of me putting in hours and hours of research and development, which it is a lot of time still upfront. But from there, we're just kind of maintaining and we're doing check-ins and we are pulling reports for you and things like that. So there's ways that you can sort of productize your services as well. But anything that you can do 
that is a little bit more passive and that allows you to reach more people than just the five people that you have available. You know, the five slots you have available for your social media management services, you know, the 40 hours a week that you have available in your schedule, having some type of passive income stream really eliminates that barrier and allows you to scale beyond just 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Now, this one is really big, and this is something that, again, I think is a big differentiator between high-income earners uh, or people who are achieving their income goals and people who don't, and that is tracking your revenue. It's like the simplest thing in the world. I'm gonna be honest, I was pretty bad about it up until a year or two ago, even, so I'm not judging you if you're if you are in that camp. Track every single dollar that comes in, and most importantly, not most importantly, but for the sake of this, for the sake of, of growing the business and, and building that revenue, track where your revenue is coming from. So I actually have a spreadsheet and I will, I'll do a template. I'll, I'll templatize it for you all and I'll link it down below if you want access to that. But basically I just have all my revenue streams listed out at the top you know, here's service-based work, here's YouTube, here's uh, sponsors, here's uh, courses, whatever. Have those all listed out and then I divide them up by month. What this allows me to do is every month and every year, I can see, okay, yep, so service-based work is my number one revenue generator, courses is number two, YouTube is number three, or whatever it looks like for you. And this helps me determine where my time is going and what's really working. Obviously, if I have a clear winner, which I usually do, I think most people usually have a clear number one revenue generator, scale that, figure out ways that you can expand that, raise your rates on that if you're getting a lot of demand for that. You know, it really helps you make decisions about what to do next. Also, track your expenses too. I do that separately in my accounting tool, but just because I'm taking in $10,000 here or 5,000 or 1,000 or whatever it is here and there, that doesn't mean that's what I'm taking home. Obviously you're going to have expenses that go along with your business. You're going to have to pay taxes. You're going to have to pay contractors. And it is true what they say that it does take money to make money. I'm not saying you can't make any money from nothing because I certainly did. That's how I started freelancing. I had literally nothing in my bank account and I, I made something out of it. But to really, I think, reach those those bigger goals that you have, you are going to have to invest in your business, whether that's through contractors, through training, education, tools, you know, laptops, cameras, like whatever, it does take money. So track your revenue and track your expenses and look at that at least every week. I mean, I look at my spreadsheet every day. I've become a little bit of a number cruncher. Owning a business has made me really be like a math person, which I never thought would be the case. But this is also what helps you predict and project what's going to happen. So if I say, okay, you know, for the last three months, we've been trending at this number, like our average uh, revenue for these past three months has been this. I can now project the business is going to make X, Y, Z, which means I can hire someone or which means I can, uh, or maybe it's too little, it's, which means that we need to introduce a new digital product or a new service so we can have a big launch you know, a big, a big boost in revenue. So it really helps you make decisions is the point of that. Next tip is you have to maintain consistency, stick with it. 
personally have been doing this stuff for a long time. I, I won't dwell on like my whole story. I have videos and, and resources and stuff about that. But yeah, I mean, I've definitely been doing this stuff for a long time and it took a long time for each of my revenue streams to kind of hit, you know, and I still have revenue streams that have not really hit. They're still kind of more of a passion project, something that I'm nurturing. I actually have something coming out this summer, which I'm so excited about. And I mean, I hope it flies off the shelves, but I don't want to jinx it, but it's really more of a passion project for me. And it's something that I hope is going to lead to long-term success over like a period of five to 10 years. And I think that's the thing when you are making big goals too, you need to think long-term. Don't just think what is going to get me some quick social media followers. What is gonna get me $5,000 in the bank right now? I mean, sometimes you need to do that. Don't get me wrong, you need those quick cash injections if you gotta pay you know, the rent, if you gotta pay the bills, if you gotta pay your team, if you gotta pay your taxes, I get it. But when we're talking big picture here, you're gonna need to make smart investments and plant those seeds that are gonna come back, that are gonna bloom, if you will, in a few months, maybe even years. So maintain consistency, you know, Obviously you don't want to keep doing something that is having no movement at all because that's probably a red flag that maybe it's just not working. But for example, my YouTube channel, my YouTube channel, I mean, I still, I, I, I'm not a full-time YouTuber. I Could I live just off my YouTube income? Probably if I like really scaled back my lifestyle, but it's, it's barely, and it's still not consistent. Even that has been within the past year that I've made, you know, a decent amount of money from YouTube. But because I look at my data, I still see that I'm growing the brand through YouTube. Even, even when I was only making a hundred dollars a month from YouTube, I was still growing the brand. I was still getting clicks on my website from YouTube and, and things like that. So you have to make smart informed decisions. I'm really glad I didn't give up just because YouTube wasn't paying me, you know, because I would have missed out on a lot of business relationships and brand building that have been slowly growing over the years. And that's true for anything, you know, not everyone's gonna have a YouTube channel, but it's true for people who are posting blogs on their agency website or posting Instagram posts or LinkedIn posts. You do really have to stick with it knocking doors, cold calling. I mean, don't knock doors actually. That's like creepy. I don't know why I said that, but cold calling, walking into doors, walking into restaurants or stores and asking if they need the, your photography services or a web designer, you're gonna get a lot of no's. And the other thing that consistency does is it helps you build up a very thick skin. And honestly, entrepreneurship is about resilience. I have been smacked down so many times. I've, you know, had people ghost me. I've been told straight up no. I've had people say that I suck and that they don't like what I'm putting out into the world. Move on, they're not for you. And that's one of the things that being really consistent does is it helps you just be like, okay, cool, on to the next. Okay, and then the last thing that you're gonna wanna do is scale. You're gonna wanna scale, and I mean this in a couple ways. One, you can scale in terms of hiring people because something I've really learned is I, I can't do it all. I used to think I was superwoman. I thought that I was the one. I heard other entrepreneurs say this and I was like, no, they're wrong. They don't know me. They don't know my body. Like I have this freakish, you know, uh, night owl tendency where I can just stay up all through the night and type away and get all these crazy ideas. 
And that's true, but I also can burn out just like anybody else. I have yet to meet a single person who can do that sustainably. Now, I did bootstrap. I did do it all for myself, by myself, for a very, very long time. And when I say did it all by myself, I mean didn't have a husband, didn't have family members supporting me, you know, financially, obviously supporting me emotionally, not financially, not helping me do my taxes or figure out business licenses. No, I did it all by myself and it was exhausting. And I know a lot of you all out there are doing the same thing and keep doing it, but also think long-term. Think how long can you really do all of that on your own before you need to take somebody on and start working towards that now. If you're you know, in side hustle mode, start thinking about like, okay, what income goal do you need to make before you take somebody on? Take somebody on super part-time, five hours a week. I always say bringing on like a virtual assistant five hours a week to clean out your inbox, that's one extra hour per workday. What would you do with one extra hour? Oh my goodness, business-wise, there's a whole lot you can do. Personally, that's a workout every day. That's, you know, watching a couple movies per week. That's a date night or two a week. Like, that's a lot. So think about hiring. Think about scaling when it's time. You really can get a lot more done. It makes you money. Like, it really, if you do it right, if you hire the right people, hiring is not an expense as much as it is an investment. And you can get a lot more done with a couple of hands in your business than just your own. I also mean scale in terms of your dreams and your vision. I've kind of been alluding to this idea of, you know, thinking long-term, but I also want you to think bigger. If your goal is six figures, your launches need to be bigger than just saying, I'm gonna have a 5K launch. You gotta think bigger. That probably means you need to raise your rates. That probably means you need to grow your email list and you know your your following to some extent. I hate to say it that way because it sounds so like, uh, but you need to to grow awareness of yourself so that you have a bigger pool of people to sell to. Email is king in my opinion. So set up an email list and make a goal. You know to get a thousand new emails on your list every month or whatever the case may be. It's gonna depend on how big your your income goals are. But think bigger is my point. You can't be in this mindset of keeping yourself small and thinking, oh, well, I just hope I sell one course. That's what I used to say like all the time. And that's fine. Whatever. I mean, it's not really fine, actually. It's, it's, humble, I guess. But no, my goal is no longer just to hope one person buys the course. It's to make a significant dent in the market. And you have to think big like that. And lastly, do more. I mean, I know that might kind of go against what I was saying about burnout and stuff. Do more intentionally. Do more by looking at that revenue spreadsheet and saying, okay, YouTube is really hitting in the fact that revenue is up from YouTube, or maybe it's that, you know, YouTube is our number one lead generator or whatever. I'm making this up. Maybe that's the case, right? Or podcasting, make more podcasts, create more podcasts. I I mentioned that's something that is on my list is to create more videos and to create more podcasts because they do work. They do. It's my, my best form of communication with you all. I would rather spend more time on YouTube than on Instagram. Truth be told, think about those areas that you can pull the lever on. If it's speaking, if that's where you get all of your agency clients, do more speeches, raise your hand for more virtual events or in-person talks or conferences. If it is cold calling, 
make more cold calls, like keep doing more of what is working and everything's a trade-off. You know, it's opportunity cost. If you're going to do that, that probably means you're going to need to eliminate or reduce the quantity that you're doing certain things. Like I just said, for me, that's Instagram. I love Instagram. I have a lot of fun on Instagram and I am still consistent on there, but I'm not posting a lot lately. And that's because I've really been putting my heart and soul into YouTube and podcasting. And I hope you all have felt that. And it seems like people have enjoyed that. And also the course that I'm live teaching right now, that's where my energy has been going. And so everything's kind of a trade-off and an opportunity cost. I hope this was helpful. This was my real honest to goodness framework of making your income goals, whatever they may be. I hope that this was helpful. If you have questions, leave them down in the comments on YouTube on the podcast, you can follow to support the podcast. I'll also leave in the show notes and description box that template for the revenue tracker that I mentioned. And I hope you enjoyed the episode. Thanks so much for tuning in. I'll talk to you next time. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode. Show notes for this episode are available at latashajames.com slash podcast and contain all of the links I may have mentioned today, as well as an invitation to join my private Facebook group, the Freelance Friday Podcast Community. Thanks so much. We'll talk soon.